Next on BYU Sports Nation, Saturday is a special day. Celebrate Hawaii with BYU football. The Cougars have arrived in Honolulu for their business trip. Our day at the Polynesian Cultural Center and today's conversations with Elisa Tuiaki and JJ and Wigway. Plus, how things get better and better for BYU basketball before they even take the court tonight. Menekalikimaka, let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from the Sheridan Waikiki in beautiful Hawaii, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. It's time to hang 10. BYU Sports Nation is live from the Sheridan Waikiki, your day-to-day play-by-play presented by the BYU Store Official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, Saturday, December 21st, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who skipped out on a traditional Hawaiian luau to go watch the latest Star Wars movie last night. Yep, he really did it. Jerem Jordan. Yeah, I saw Star Wars, and I'm not going to say a word. I, you know, lips sealed, and uh-huh, then just go uh-huh. see it. Then you can decide what you think and uh, how much you like it or not, whatever. But, yeah, it was, uh, it was great to go see it. It was awesome. It was great to go see it. That's there, all you're there, going to give us. Right? I just told you my lips are sealed. I'm not going to say anything. There was a Chewbacca that was like 10 feet tall. Like this dude on stilts. It was terrifying. I put it on my Insta story. Oh, my gosh. I walk in there and I'm like, ha! There were so many people there. I was in concessions. We were in concessions. The line for like 25 minutes. It was insane. And I thought I was going to be late into the movie. Uh There were 30 minutes of previews. I didn't miss a thing. In fact, the Tenet preview. 30 minutes of previews. The Christopher Nolan movie that's coming out next summer. Yes. There was a full scene. And I go, I hit a guy by me. I go, this is Star Wars, right? He goes, yeah. I thought it was a different movie. I thought I walked in the wrong theater. No, but it was great. It was fun. I'm about to say something. I'm about, it was fantastic. Yeah. It was delicious. The Kahlua pork was amazing. We missed you, of course. We'll get into more of that later. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to say something that probably is going to upset you. I'm more, I, I, well, it's that's every show. I'm more excited to see <laughs> Tenet, the new Christopher Nolan movie, than I am to see Star Wars. Yeah, that is. Are upsetting. you angry? You know what? I'm going to go jump in the ocean over here. So, no, I, I ain't angry about anything. <laughs> Here's today's show lineup on a very windy Saturday in Honolulu at the Sheridan Waikiki. Interviews with BYU football following their final padded practice of the season. They will not put pads on again in practice this season. Good for them. Some walkthroughs. Well, they won't practice tomorrow. Then the game. They'll walk through Monday, and then they play Tuesday. Defensive coordinator Eliza Tuiaki tells us why today's practice was so important for the Cougars. Plus, our extreme sports challenge at the Polynesian Cultural Center. We stunk at that stuff, man. We <laughs> tried hard. spear throwing. Yeah, we tried Fire hard. Fire starting. Yeah. We did a couple of the things uh-huh, successfully. Uh-huh. Not all of it. And multiple BYU Cougars playing in the NFL, one as we speak. Again, I told you Saturday was a very special day. Indeed. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU football, well, they've said aloha to Hawaii as of late last night and have arrived for Hawaii (laughs) Bowl festivities. It took them five hours to get out of Salt Lake. They thought they were leaving at one time and it delayed. Crazy. Oh, my gosh. And they were on the plane for most of it. Yeah, the Cougars' flight was significantly delayed. We're glad they made it and spent this morning at practice. Fun in the water and wind and a little bit of sun today, plus a luau highlight the bowl game activities tonight. We are now three days away from a Christmas Eve Hawaii Bowl showdown with the Rainbow Warriors at Aloha Stadium. Men's Hoops plays at the top of the hour right here on BYU TV and BYU Radio. We'll hear from Dave McCann and Blaine Fowler previewing the matchup a little bit later. Last year, the Cougars lost by 10 to Weber State in Ogden. What? Looking to avenge that. 
BYU's 9-4, looking for a fourth straight win. 21 and sparkling O against Weber State and Provo Alton. I like that stat. But it's not the stat of the day. Big day in the National Football League. Kyle Van Noy and the New England Patriots just defeated the Buffalo Bills, who oh, were surging in a highly anticipated Ooh. division matchup. Yes. They would have been tied had the Bills won. The Patriots win 24-17 in Foxborough. Tight game. Another former BYU linebacker great, Fred Warner and the San Francisco 49ers are a few minutes away from kicking it off. Let's and looking go to Rams. Oh, come on. Stop it. The 49ers are looking to keep it hot. Seahawks clinch the division keep with the block a hot. Rams win and a Seahawks win All tomorrow. Right. Uh, so we know where Jerem's loyalties <laughs> clearly lie. Uh, yeah. And the 49ers game kicks off in about five to ten minutes. I want Fred Warner to have 48 tackles. That'd be amazing. Okay, BYU running back signee Bruce Garrett. Oh, my gosh. Had an amazing game playing for a state title in Texas, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Bruce Garrett rushed for 254 yards and three touchdowns in the 4A D2 Texas State title game. It's not like he was playing a bunch of jumps. He had 254 yards and three touchdowns. Garrett led Pleasant Grove, no, not that Pleasant Grove, (laughs) of Texarkana, Texas, to a 35-21 victory over Wemberley. Wemberley! We talked to A.J. Stewart for a sec about this, and he said, man, he's, he's got it. He Physical. got hit hard, bounces back up. So congratulations to Bruce Garrett, yeah. who sounds like he's 50 years old. That name is awesome. Bruce. I'm excited for Bruce Garrett to get to Bruce the Bruiser. Year. Yes, and when he runs the ball, I guarantee you BOA fans will do the Bruce. Bruce. Yeah. Like that's going Love to it. happen. Love it. <laughs> Congratulations to Bruce on our stat of the day and a state championship. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Aloha, BYU football. The Cougars back to work in paradise, but make no mistake about it. Head coach Kalani Satake has reminded his team often over the past few weeks, this is a business trip, and the Cougars come to win and will prioritize that mentality. Those are nice words. Easier said than done, right? Especially matched up against a potent Hawaii offense led by a gunslinger in Cole McDonald on the Warriors' home field. This is a de facto road game, but essentially a road game for BYU. So, Jerem, if the Cougars Here are to win, look out. If the Cougars are to win, it's a sign. I might blow away into the ocean here. What does the BYU defense need to do to slow down the Hawaii offense? I think that BYU is capable of slowing down the Hawaii offense. What has slowed Hawaii down this year? It's takeaways for the opposing team. Hawaii is number 1 in the country at giving the ball up. 30 giveaways this year. They are the worst team at protecting the Rock. BYU has been one of the best teams at taking the ball away. Top 25 in the country, top 10 in interceptions. Uh, Cole McDonald threw eight picks the first three games. They still won a couple of those. He adapted. They beat Arizona and Oregon State, just the dregs of the uh, Pac-12 there. But Hawaii, when they've turned it over, they've had some trouble. So I think there's a combination of two things. One is it's flustered Cole McDonald. What does that mean? Drop eight, get pressure. It's a combination of both. What has BYU done against the best gunslingers, if you will, this season in Keaton Slovis of USC and Jordan Love of Utah State? They dropped eight consistently, small windows, and they threw picks. I know a lot of BYU fans. This is a PSA. BYU fans, dropping eight isn't a passive defense per se. BYU beat USC and beat Utah State with that. It doesn't mean they're going to do it every play. In fact, if you pay attention, BYU is going to blitz more than you think. 
I think that BYU can fluster Cole McDonald, and this is a team that has shown they can give it away. In fact, they're number one in the country. At doing yes, that. the key is to make Cole McDonald uncomfortable. Bracken. It's Bracken O'Bakery, oh one of our favorites. We've got BYU football players in the background. By the way, this backdrop is crazy, right? Yeah. We're looking at Diamond Head, which is oh. very green because it's been yeah. raining a ton. Studio B sucks compared to this. <laughs> I mean, it's a nice studio. Studio paradise. But this is the best, yeah. Yes, make Cole McDonald uncomfortable. BYU needs to apply pressure like the Cougars did last year in a 49-23 blowout win against Cole McDonald and Hawaii in Provo. And as you mentioned, pressure doesn't just mean, in the words of Coach Bill Yost and Remember the Titans, I want you to blitz all night. It's not about that. If you blitz all the time, a that. good quarterback's going to pick your pocket. That is an idiotic defense. I mean, it's fun. It's fun to think about, and then everybody gets pumped up at that line. This right? isn't but Madden. No, no. Like, it's real life. You can't blitz all night. It's yeah. more than just blitzing. Pressure can be applied in many ways, and yes, even in a drop eight scenario, because pressure can be applied to the quarterback when he feels like, oh, man, I've, I I've, got, have a window I've got to do yeah. everything. I've got to make a play. I've got to fit this ball in there somehow. Right. Now, as long as BYU doesn't... Uh, forget to cover some open guys a la San Diego State, then things should be just fine. But BYU gave up 13 points. The game plan was sound. The only touchdown was was, was a blatant mistake in a drop eight coverage. Right, but asking BYU to score 14 points in a game is not not crazy. Not not against Hawaii, especially. No! Okay, so pressure can be applied by forcing the quarterback to make bad decisions, to take chances. So whether that's blitz stunts, it's dropping eight, it's six defensive backs, it's delayed blitzes, Whatever. Like, BYU is going to come with a, a, a multiple front look. They're going to have a bunch of schemes. The, the key is to make Cole McDonald guess, and that makes him feel pressure. He can throw picks. He's thrown a lot this year, 14. Topic two, with this being the final game of the season, we're evaluating what a win would mean, what a loss would mean for the Cougars. Would a loss in the Hawaii Bowl make this a disappointing season? No, it's not going to make it a disappointing season. One game does not a season make. Just uh, like, it does when you play Utah, let's be honest. Stop it. It does. Stop it. Just like a win wouldn't make the season all of a sudden great. Okay, It's one game. Now, don't get me wrong. Like This game matters for a lot of reasons to BYU. One, and we talked about this yesterday, the Cougars want to see marked progress and the biggest way to do that is to see more wins in 2019 than more wins sure. in 2018 eight yeah. over seven so there's that factor and then there's the idea of creating momentum and that positive mojo going forward if BYU loses to San Diego State and Hawaii to lose the season then then it's going to feel weird like there will be a disappointing feeling but that doesn't take away wins at Tennessee and great wins against currently ranked teams in Boise State and USC it doesn't take those away yeah. it just kind of leaves you with a sour taste in your mouth if you can't beat Hawaii and get to that marked progress that we all know BYU wants. BYU wants to see progress. Number one way to do that is win more games, but it doesn't make or break the season. Yeah, and and this would be a nice win. If BYU wins, yes, it feels like, okay, eight wins, that was better. There's some good wins on the schedule, no doubt, in USC and Boise State and Utah State. But the ups and downs, right? It'd be nice to not end with a loss to San Diego State and a loss to Hawaii. Yeah. Because we were arguing that fun topic of Mountain West division champs or blah, blah, whatever that was. If BYU beats San Diego State and Hawaii, BYU feels pretty good about a nine-win season. Instead, we're staring at an eight-win season. You don't want to end with the loss to San Diego State and Hawaii. It'd be the Mountain Division champs, but not the 
What is it? Pacific Division? Is that the other division in the Mountain West? I think so. I don't so. even pay attention to the Mountain West to that degree. I don't even know the names of the Well, division. San Diego State didn't play in the conference championship game, so technically if BYU, to Hawaii. if BYU beats Boise State and beat Hawaii, oh, sweet. then they would have beaten both representatives of the Mountain I, West Conference Championship game. We, so, yeah. yeah, maybe we should raise the banner. Well, I thought we left the Mountain West and didn't want that, right? Because <laughs> we were raising them. Raise, raise the banner, baby. BYU needs to win this game. If they don't, it's going to feel weird. Back-to-back losses of San Diego State and Hawaii. The wind is certainly winning this matchup with your hair. Yeah. Oh, shit. Um, well, I was supposed to bring my hat, and I didn't. And then you ended up bringing the hat. <laughs> yeah, it's very windy. It's people are like, what's going on over here? Hey, this is live on CNN. That's what we're, that's what we're doing. BYU needs to beat Hawaii. They do. You can't end with losses of San Diego State and Hawaii and feel like, dude, that was good. That was good. It's like BYU peaked in yeah. September. You don't want that. No question. Okay, on to topic three, Jeremy. And while football is clearly on top of mind in Hawaii, back in Provo, the BYU basketball team... Oh, yeah, top of the hour. ...has a great thing going right now. BYU hosts Weber State in about 45 minutes, live on BYU TV. The Cougars NCAA tournament at-large profile has never looked better this season. BYU has solid resume-building wins at Houston against Virginia Tech in Hawaii, in Maui. Oh, yeah, that. And against Utah State, live on BYU TV earlier this month. And now things are shaping up nicely for BYU. Yes, Houston, Virginia Tech, Utah State. The selection committee has noticed, I promise. The Cougars are 40 in the latest NCAA net rankings as of today. Yay. 38 in Ken Pomeroy, 32 in ESPN's Basketball Power Index. They have played the eighth toughest schedule in the entire country. They are battle-tested, and they looked Jerem, are the BYU basketball metrics right now, all those numbers I just gave you, going to get better at any point moving forward? Yes. If BYU continues this run and beats Weber State, uh, coming up at the top of the hour, as mentioned, on which BYU would be TV the BYU weakest Radio. opponent on BYU's schedule probably all season, this Weber State team. Perhaps. Uh, a couple of WCC teams that are interesting, right, in that regard. Don't lose those ones. Yeah. Uh, Oral Roberts, LMU, and then BYU plays St. Mary's. Okay, if BYU beats St. Mary's at St. Mary's at St. Mary's, I think it it can go up. I th- I think that if BYU splits with Gonzaga, it, they could be at or above thirty eight. Yep. I don't think this is the peak. I think BYU could certainly climb higher. Although this is a good spot to be in. If BYU can climb inside the top thirty, they are one hundred percent in the NCAA, yeah. NCAA tournament at that point, right? But you got to do it all the way to the end of the season, and hopefully BYU can get to the Tuesday night title game and feel like, hey, we're in the top 40. we got a good chance here. Yeah, tough to beat the numbers right now, but yes, BYU's metrics can get better because the Cougars will play at least three more quad one games, starting with at St. Mary's and then both games against Gonzaga. If BYU wins any of those three, and I know that's a big ask, if BYU wins any of those three. I don't three, think it's a big ask to win at St. Mary's. Man, they're really good right now. They are playing really good. But so BYU. is BYU. So yeah. is BYU. But BYU is I mean, really good. Winning, winning, winning in Moraga yeah. is tough. Like it, it just is. Beating a Randy Bennett team on their home floor is really tough. But at that point, if BYU does that, you can almost lock up a single-digit seed. I mean, is BYU lock up strong for me? A single-digit seed if they win at St. Mary's. Good grief. Then I don't want to undersell the importance of a couple of road games against Pacific and San Francisco. Those are going to be quad two games based on the metrics right now, and I think both of those teams will stay in that number. So 
Pacific's always kind of a weird place, and at San Francisco uh, was yes, a Stockton's very a place. difficult place Have you been there? for BYU to play last year. So at Pacific, <laughs> at San Francisco, like let's not undervalue those games. Those are quad two opportunities for BYU on the road. Everyone says BYU can't blow it. They can't. Every team loses a bad game. Of course, BYU can blow one. BYU hasn't they, lost a quad three or four game to this right, point. Right. Uh, can it be a quad two loss if it happens, right? I think BYU with the only child and seven seniors is less vulnerable to yeah. this. I think BYU is really good. And, I, again, I say, what evidence, evidence do we have that BYU isn't really good with the only child? Yeah. Tell me the evidence we have that they aren't really good. Oh, BYU lost to Utah. The only child didn't crap up. He left the Guess game. What? He didn't play 16 minutes at the end of the game because it crapped up. And Utah beat Kentucky. Yes. I mean, Utah, that was a great win. How about Utah State beating Florida today? And LSU earlier that this season. That helps the resume, no right? No question. So I'm not actively rooting for those teams per se, but if they win quality games, that does help for BYU, certainly. So congratulations to the Aggies on beating the Gators. That was a uh, top 30 win in Kempo. Okay. That wraps up our basketball conversation for the moment. Now back to Hawaii and why we're really here, and that is BYU that is football. Swim. Oh. Our question of the day. What is the defensive key for BYU to stop? A pretty good Hawaii offense in the Hawaii Bowl. Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At COT underscore football answers on Twitter. Disrupt the passer, whether it's sacks or interceptions or both. That goes into not just blitzing, but dropping it. Making Cole McDonald feel like he has to make a play that maybe goes against what he feels comfortable doing. It's trail mix. Yeah. It's a combination of a bunch of things. But the real key to trail mix is the M&M's. It's the M&M's. <laughs> it, it lubricates the peanuts and everything, right? It's awesome. That's the key to a good trail mix. Okay, coming up. What movie senior defensive lineman J.J. Inwigwe says is quintessential Hawaii? Yes. BYU defensive coordinator Elisa Tuiaki spoke with us after practice as well. How does he plan to pressure the Hawaii offense and Cole McDonald? He'll tell us in his words. Next, this is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. There you see the Marriott Center, BYU and Weber State, top of the hour, men's hoops live here on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, we'll hear from them later in the program previewing the matchup. BYU looking to avenge a 10-point loss in Ogden last season. And avoid a just absolute pitfall in the net rankings if they lost this game. Weaver State uh, has had some really good teams. They've kind of struggled last year, and this year they're figuring some things out. This is not one of those teams. Not one of those teams. Live from Studio Paradise at the Sheridan Waikiki in Hawaii on the beautiful island of Oahu. BYU Sports Nation continues. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. Now, earlier today, we spoke with BYU defensive coordinator Elisa Tuiaki following practice for the Cougars, the final padded practice for BYU, and we discussed how BYU plans on implementing pressure and making Cole McDonald uncomfortable. Also, they had a very interesting journey over to the islands. We are two-on-one with Elisa Tuiaki. It's great to be with you in Hawaii. Um, We've heard that you had an interesting trek over to Hawaii, so walk us through leaving Provo, Salt Lake City, and then finally getting to Honolulu. <laughs> let's uh, let's just say that uh, we spent a lot of family time on the way over here. That's, that pretty much sums it up. <laughs> family time sometimes, though, with uh, you know, I've got seven kids, but I've got a four-year-old and a two-year-old. Yeah, that was that was it. Started to get uh, pretty rough. So, but you know, spent a lot of time together. Okay, you're here. You just completed your first practice at uh, the Kamehameha Schools here at the football field. Uh, how was practice? 
It was good. It was good. I uh, thought that it was important for kids to get out and run around and kind of get used to just, uh, you know, stretching out a little bit. And, and uh, they looked a bit clunky at the beginning, and, and it was good because towards the end of practice it started to look a little bit more fluid and, and uh, get those, uh, you know, those, uh, the travel legs from under you. And, and uh, so I, I thought they looked good. How typical is that when you travel to a bowl game to uh, look clunky. I, I guess I'm asking, how long does it take you to get to a point where you feel like your team's ready to play the game? You know, I think uh, uh, just like some of the games that we've had uh, where we travel out east, the two-hour time difference is is a big deal, and and uh, I think you always you always uh, you know want to account for that that kind of time and just waking up and going to sleep and all that. You know, sometimes I don't know if you guys have have, uh, have experienced it, but sometimes you end up traveling a different time zone. Wake up um, maybe a little bit early, a little bit late, but you still kind of feel like you have cobwebs in your head, and you go out for a jog, and it's you know just just doesn't feel right. I think I think it's good. To, uh, we, we always travel, and we end up traveling out east to go two days before just to get that out and and uh, get the kids over here. Now is is good for us, and this obviously was our first practice since we've come over, and it was good for us to to kind of start getting into the flow of things again. If any team should know how to do it, it's you guys. Four East. Eastern time zone trips, now Hawaii. And how do you balance this? Because it's always the conversation a bowl game is business versus it's a reward, right, for the season. Um, how have you guys tackled that approach with this team? Uh, I think, the, the you know, Kalani's done a really good job with just the message to the boys as far as we, we're coming here to win. We're not, you know, obviously everything else is going to be nice and, and it's bonus, but, but uh, it's a business trip. We're coming here to win. Um, obviously, having the family and everything is just, just nice to be able to do it, but when it's uh, time to, to play ball and it's time to practice and it's time to meet and all that stuff, we've got to get that done before we have our free time. How have the previous two bowl games under this current staff impacted uh, the adjustments you may or may not have made for this bowl game? I don't know if I understand the question. <laughs> how, how have the previous two bowl game trips maybe changed the approach that you have to this specific bowl game in terms of uh, when you practice, how you practice, and how hard you go and things like that? Yeah, no, I, I think, um, if anything, it's you know, looking back to the two previous bowls and, and uh, the success that we've been able to have, I think it's, it's just um, maybe feeling confident about sticking to the plan, which is really push them hard now on a Saturday. We end up getting Sunday off, and then we come back and um, you know, getting back on track. It's just I think the practice plans and everything has been a lot of thought put into it by Kalani, and, and, um, and it's worked in the past. We just continue to do it. This is a Hawaii team that you've faced the last two years, uh, but it feels like they're just a little bit different. I guess what's different about this group? You know, they, they've, got, uh, they've got a lot of good players, obviously, but there's a lot of kids that we've faced last year. I think they, they, uh, their, off, their offense was always really good. Um, maybe not so so much on defense, but I think their defense has come a long way, and they're playing a lot of good ball on both sides of the ball, and it's complementing each other. Their defense is complementing the offense. Normally, it's kind of like offense go do your thing, defense try to hold them down a little bit of points, and we can win. I think you know some of the changes that they've they've shown on film has really been complementary to each other. And um, they, uh, how do you like the wind here? It, you know what? As long as I don't have to wear a sweater and all that stuff, I don't mind it. I really don't. Like these two clowns. Well, when you, when you have wind, you don't have mosquitoes. And so out on the islands, I think that's important. So it's true. No, I truth. didn't know that. That's good. That's good. That's wisdom from uh, Elias Tuiaki. Kalani Satake said uh, a week or so ago that the key to beating Hawaii is getting pressure on the quarterback, at least slowing down their offense. How do you plan on getting pressure on Cole McDonald? Uh, 
I think you got to define pressure, you know. Like the same thing that we talked about when we faced USC and Utah State, it's what's what's pressure? Is pressure somebody in his face? Is pressure, uh, you know, having him hold on to the ball and, and kind of disrupt the timing is minus. So we've got we've to look at it that way. That's as far as um, having both ready, you know, whether we want to heat him up with sending more blitzes or we want to drop, drop a few more people and, and disrupt his timing that way. And I think uh, pressure is going to be created that way for us. Is this team as healthy as it's been, given you've had three or four weeks off to get ready for this? Healthy. Uh, yeah, you know, I think it, uh, things are starting to settle ever since we kind of lost some of those guys early in the year, and now we're starting to see more faces, uh, you know, um, in the last couple of games where everybody is starting to come back and play. So I think, yeah, we'll have everybody back, and uh, we'll be in full force for this game. So I know that the work portion of this day is primarily done. Aside from football, what are you looking forward to most about being in Hawaii? Just family time. That's that's always nice. Just I've not got, on a plane, right? You had plenty of that already, right? <laughs> More family time? <laughs> no, I, my kids have never been here. Yeah, I was born in Laia and in Kahuku. I was, uh, uh, my kids have never been here. And so we've kind of been talking it up. We're going to go back to the North Shore and, you know, show them the hospital I was born and little... Uh, the preschool that I went to and, and uh, spent some time at the PCC, so that'll be good. Well, good luck on the bowl game, and uh, we appreciate the time. Go get some food. Yeah, right, Make sure it, you guys. get that mango otai, huh? Okay. You guys got to lose the sweaters. <laughs> okay. I know. We don't want to get wet. You guys are looking like a couple rookies right now. <laughs> hey, I am. Let's be honest. <laughs> we'll, we'll take care of that. We'll take care of that. Thanks, All right. Coach. All right, guys. And we still look like rookies, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. It's all it's, good. It's okay. I know seasoned vet, and I know it. It's all good. Yeah, we got to get out in the water here. We, this is Waikiki right here. We have not been out on the water quite yet. Well, at least, maybe you at least, have. At least we lost the jackets, right? We did lose the, we jackets. Did lose the jackets. I'm going to lose the shirt. Yeah, we took we took that coach. I might lose the shirt before the end of the show. We're coachable. I don't know. We're coachable, Jeremy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Maybe in the E-block. I'll have no shirt on. <laughs> Who knows? We're halfway through a Saturday special. Plenty more to come. Okay, coming up, fire sticks and throwing spears and coconuts. Our day at the Polynesian Cultural Center. Pretty much sums it up. Plus, a preview of tonight's BYU men's basketball game against Weber State from courtside in the Marriott Center. How did the Cougars avoid a significant letdown? This is BYU Sports Station. Tuesday, we'll be live with Countdown to Kickoff, live from Aloha Stadium, 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific. Book them, Dano, as we get you ready for the Cougars and Rainbow Warriors at the Hawaii Bowl. Fun fact, Alema Harrington, former BYU TV host, analyst, uh, his dad, was his name Ben, I think, was uh, in the original Hawaii 5 Hawaii 5 man. Pretty cool. Hawaii I remember watching five. that as a kid oh. in, uh, like, 1990. That was great. The music is so... Iconic. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's so iconic. Welcome back to the Sheraton Waikiki. BYU Sports Nation is live in Hawaii for a special oh, Saturday show. The sun's show. coming out. Just for you, Jeremy. That's great. Just for you. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I can do anything minute. about the wind. It's pretty but, cloudy. But the but. sun has peeked through yeah. the palms in front of us. Our technical crew is like, oh, great. Because ideal conditions are cloudy. Now, what's funny is like we, we complain about the wind, and people are like, you're in Hawaii. Just stop I, it. I ain't complaining about anything. Just Nothing. stop it. Nothing. But right. I do need M&M's. And BYU Sports Nation continues, uh, and even in Hawaii, we still break out the whip. Whoops! It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. The Cougars arrived in Hawaii last night after lengthy delays in Salt Lake City. BYU practiced at the Kamehameha School this afternoon and will spend time at a water park in theory, although they could just jump in the water of the ocean and have a luau tonight. BYU running back signee Bruce Garrett rushed for 254 yards. Three touchdowns for Pleasant Grove High School in Texarkana. 
in the 4A Division II Texas State title game. Um, he was clearly the offensive MVP. Cougars in the NFL. Kyle Van Noy and the Patriots beat the Bills like 30 minutes ago, 24-17. And the Rams are up 7-3 on Fred Warner and the Niners as we speak. Yeah. As Plus, a, yeah. Uh, more, more games uh, tomorrow. Harvey Longy and the Jets play the Steelers. Taysom Mill and the Saints play the Titans. Tony Taki Taki and the Browns host the Ravens. Michael Davis and the Chargers welcome the Raiders. Ziggy Ansah and my Seahawks play the Cardinals. And last but not least, Jamal Williams, the Swag Daddy, and the Packers play the Vikings. I said it yesterday. It's so fantastic to have so many guys in the NFL. Right. Those right. BYU ties. I love it. Men's basketball. Uh, they play at the top of the hour on BYU TV and BYU Radio. We'll hear from Dave McCann and Blaine Fowler in just a few moments to preview that matchup. Last season, the Cougars lost to the Wildcats by 10 in Ogden. This season, BYU 9-4, very different team, looking for a fourth straight win. And the Cougars have never lost to the Wildcats in Provo, 21-0 all time. Cougars in Pro Hoops. Jimmer Fredette sustained an injury, by the way, for Panathinaikos. That's why he... Only had seven points in that game. Best of luck to Jimmer. Rest up, Jimmer. And uh, Brandon Davies had 13 points for Barcelona in a win over Bayern in EuroLeague play. 77-67 win for Barcelona. Once again in about 28 minutes, 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific. About 25 minutes from now, BYU will host the Weber State Wildcats live at the Marriott Center. Dave McCann and Blaine Fowler on the call of that game, and they have a preview for us. Dave? Spencer, Jerem, aloha. This is our shot of paradise tonight here in Provo, Utah. We're inside the Marriott Center where it is. Uh, the conditions are perfect. There's no beach or there's no ocean breeze. But uh, we are settling in for BYU and Weber State. And uh, Weber won this game last year. Both teams scored over 100 points. And everyone thought, how is that even possible? Yeah, well, both both teams really struggled to play defense. Yeah. Once the offenses got rolling, it's like they forgot to play defense. And and uh, when we talked to Randy Ray earlier today, he goes, yeah, it was just one of those nights when, <laughs> when offense was what it was all about. And uh, once it got going, neither team could stop the other. I don't, I don't think we're going to see that tonight. Yeah, this is going to be a very different ball. Game. We asked him, you think he can do that again tonight? And this guy right here, Jared Harding, he had 30 points in the game last year, averaging 20 a night and 36 up the road at Utah Valley a couple of weeks ago, and he is a lightning in a bottle. Yeah, two-time first team, all big sky, you know, certainly the leader of this basketball team. He's number four all-time in scoring in Weber State history, and he's tracking for that number one spot yeah. before he's done. He is absolutely in reach here. Mid-season, actually, will be in reach for him to be the all-time leading scorer. So he is someone that BYU has to be aware of, played extremely well last season, and as you mentioned, averaging 20 a game coming into this thing. He could shooting the, almost, he's shooting almost 54% from the he field. He could too. catch Lillard tonight if he scores 134 points. Yeah, there you go, tonight. But that's how close tonight. he is. There's T.J. Haas, senior out of Alpine. Here in Utah County, he's averaging just under 13 a game, but he leads the team in assists, tied for the lead in steals. He's the quarterback. And he, this has been, in my opinion, his best season. The way he has taken control of the offensive end of the court for BYU, where he gets them into everything that they need to be into, reads the defense, makes decisions on the floor. He's an extension of this coaching staff on the floor, and he has been really, really good. And then you compound that with the fact that you just can't stay in front of him defensively. He gets by people, breaks down the defense, and then distributes. He's had a really good start to his senior season. There'll be a time in our game tonight where there's eight guards on the floor. This guy, not a guard, although he shoots like one sometimes in Yoli Childs. He scored 31 in the loss last year 
up at uh, up in Ogden. Well, what makes him so dangerous is that he, he's really, again, advanced his ability to shoot the outside shot this past offseason. We saw him get better from two seasons ago to last year, and now he's taken it up another notch. Six of nine from three. So now what do you do with him? Yeah. Do you put somebody small enough to go out and chase him to the perimeter? Because if you do, he'll dominate them inside. Or do you put a bigger guy on him who can't run out there and guard him on the outside? It's just he's a tough matchup problem for everyone uh, that tries to match up with BYU, and we expect him to have another big one here tonight. If you had to find an MVP of the team so far through 13 games, he's right here. Jake Toulson. He leads the team in scoring, three-point shots made, free throws made, rebounding, blocked shots, minutes played. He's number two in assists. He's managed all this while Yoli sat out the first nine games. And here's a guy who was the WAC player of the year for Utah Valley a year ago. What a blessing for Mark Pope to get him here for one more season. Yeah, and when we talked to Mark earlier today, we asked him about all of that. And he goes, you know what, maybe the most important thing he's brought is the, is the presence that he has in the locker room. He's an outstanding leader. He brings a competitive edge to this team, yet a calm confidence in that locker room. And so Mark Pope says, hey, as much as he loves what he's doing with production on the court, what he is bringing in terms of leadership to this team um, is just as important as what he's doing on the floor. 45th meeting coming up at the top of the hour, and BYU is 21-0 against Weaver State on this floor. And they look to get it to 22. Tip off again, top of the hour, BYU and Weaver State. For now, let's send it back to Paradise. Spencer and Jerem, guys. All right, thanks, Dave and Blaine. And uh, Jerem and I were just discussing how we're looking forward to seeing BYU win a 10th game of the year. It's going to happen. Yeah, and uh, pretty good to know that if Jarek Harding has 134 points, he will pass Damian Lillard. Yeah. So I'm yeah. going to keep an eye on that. That's hilarious. <laughs> I love that. We'll keep an eye on that. Yeah, excited to uh, check out that matchup. And uh, certainly we think the Marriott Center is a piece of paradise in Provo as well. No question. Yeah, no we, question. We it, it might not feel like it's outside it's, yeah, of the Marriott Center. It's less Center. windy. It's true. That is true. <laughs> but not bad. Okay, yeah. coming up, our day at the PCC. And our two-on-one with BYU football defensive lineman and an NFL hopeful in J.J. and Wigway. How Lilo and Stitch are helping him get in the Hawaiian spirit. <laughs> this is BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Oh, Diamond Head looking beautiful this mm-hmm. time of year. Mm-hmm. Join us for a BYU Sports Nation special on December 27th as we get you ready. The football all-decade team, noon Eastern, 9 Pacific on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Who's the all-decade MVP? I think you know the answer. We will still reveal it on December 27th. Here comes the wind again, Jerem. That's we're good. Life's good. Man. No, it's all it could be crazy windy. It could be raining. Life would be good. It wouldn't be good for our, our amazing crew here, but life's good. Life is good, especially for BYU senior defensive lineman J.J. and Wigway. And comparing the last time BYU came to the islands for a game against Hawaii two years ago when the Cougars were at yeah. that time 3-9. and 3-9. Uh, it wasn't going well. The feeling is much different this time around. Uh, so even though there were some flight delays and other things, BYU football is happy to be here and on a mission to finish with eight wins. Here's our two-on-one BYU Sports Nation all-access with NFL hopeful and defensive lineman J.J. Nguigwe. J.J., how is the second trip to Hawaii for you thus far? Um, really fun. I haven't really got to explore that much. I had a bunch of plans, uh, but through the traveling delays, we came in at like 8.30 
and I often go out to the beach and I lay down my bed and I woke up and it was time for practice. So <laughs> I haven't really got to experience anything that much, but uh, Kamehameha is a really nice high school and I'm, I appreciate them letting us come practice here. And it was really fun last day of padded practice. Last padded practice. Uh, what does that mean to you? Um, it's just, it's kind of bittersweet just looking back at it, like me coming in as a freshman all the way to now. And um, just being able to play this game at BYU, it was really fun. It's really nice to end it off in Hawaii, too. It's uh, a lot nicer here than in Provo right now, but I still love Provo. <laughs> what were those plans that you didn't get to do that you still can't do? Maybe tomorrow? I don't know. Oh, just, like, go walk on the beach a little bit. Just look at the beach. Uh, probably take a few pictures. It's kind of dark for that, so I might move that to today. Um, I'm not really a swimmer, so I'm just going to take a picture at the edge of the water then, like, just sit in the sand <laughs> um, and just, like, see what the town's about. Um, there's some guys here from Hawaii, and they're trying to let me know all the good spots to eat at and stuff like that. So I just want to try all of that. And staying at uh, the Waikiki Sheraton's not a bad spot either, right? You're right on the beach. Oh, that's nice. I opened up my, uh, my little back balcony. And I looked out, and I'm like, is that the ocean? And I'm like, oh, it's going to be a, a beautiful view in the morning. So I already put it on my Snapchat, put the Hawaiian roller coaster ride song behind it. So watch some Lilo and Stitch, and uh, good, ready to go. That's the Hawaiian movie for you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the Hawaiian nice. movie. I mean, for having some time taken away for activities, it sounds like you've you've enjoyed your time thus far, if it includes Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> oh, I have. I have. It's, I'm having a blast already, and we still have a ways to go, and I just can't wait. How would you describe the team mentality approaching this bowl game? Um, it's just it's, Hawaii's a nice place, but we all know at the end of the day this is a business trip. So they're going to give us our time, like go to the beach and um, have fun, just walking around and getting to take everything in. But at the end of the day, our goal here is to play in the bowl game, and we all know that. And as we get closer, we're going as we get closer to the game, we're all going to focus up. Let's talk about this Hawaii team that you have faced twice already. 2017, you won by 10 here, and then a big 26-point uh, win in Provo last year. How is this Hawaii group different than the one you've seen the last two years, or are they the same? Um, they're, they're a bunch of great ball ballplayers. Uh, they're, they're a really good team. They have a great defense. Um, their quarterback's not, not afraid to let that thing fly in the air. So we've all been watching good uh, amount of film on them and just looked at the teams they've placed, uh, played and how they play them, just trying to get some keys. But... Um, we're just ready to go play a good team and have fun on Tuesday. Does a quarterback with dreadlocks have more street cred, in your opinion? <laughs> he looks good. He looks good. <laughs> right? Yeah, he looks good. Hey, for me, hey, Case, you look good, bro. I like to I like him. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay, as a defender, do you prefer all-out blitz, go at the quarterback, or because I know it's up to your coach, or, or do you like kind of disguising some things and dropping into coverage? <laughs> um, to be honest, I like anything that works. <laughs> anything that's going to get me off the field in three plays and get the punt team out, the punt return team out there. Um, I just like to mix it up, like do some things here, you know, like send some, drop some. Anything that works, in my opinion, my job is pretty much the same regardless. So, Where are you best as a defensive lineman right now? <sighs> I, li I like to run. I like to run. I like playing the run. Uh, I'm a little bit more aggressive in there. Um, I can kind of tee off a little bit more, so I really love uh, playing the run. 
And with the pass nowadays, the ball gets out so quick, it doesn't give a chance to defensive ends to get to the quarterback as much, it feels like, right? <laughs> I just feel like a bunny just jumping up trying to deflect the ball down. <laughs> so, they, they, I mean, teams do a good job, definitely, like, game planning to get the ball out quick. And I know that's incorporating a lot of offenses. And it's annoying for me, but, I mean, if it works, it works, you know. I've never seen a bunny your size. I just want you to know. <laughs> yeah, I hope there's not one. Very funny. I would run the other way. That yeah, is for you, sure. That is for sure. JJ, how did the game against San Diego State affect the approach that your team had for this bowl game? Um, you always know you want to finish the, the season on the win, and unfortunately we couldn't finish the regular season on the win. So knowing that, we took practice a little bit more seriously. We too, like we dialed in on some things we didn't dial in before, and we spent a lot, a lot of time focusing up in meetings because, you know, short of the end of the season, like you have finals and things like that. Not to give any excuses, but sometimes you can, like, slip and give your attention elsewhere. But we definitely decided to focus up a little bit more where it counts uh, so we can get the best team out there on Tuesday. How would you describe this defensive group this year? Like, what words would you use to describe how you guys have played and who you are? I say physical. Um, that's a lot. We've been teaching out of every position from safeties all the way down to the D-line. Um, I just love the group we have in there from Ailey, Dine Lake. Oh, my, those guys are incredible. Playing on the defense with that guy, with those two guys, it's amazing. It makes your job a lot easier. And Kyrus and all the way to the backers, just every one of those guys are smart, like really smart, high IQ football players. And I don't know. I'm just going just gonna to miss them all, and it's ready for Tuesday. Who are you going to miss the most? Um, uh, everybody, everybody <laughs> equally, everybody equally, but um, definitely, I uh, really got attached to the D line group definitely this year. So I'm going to miss everyone in there. Who won't you miss on the offensive side of the ball? Um, uh, offensive side of the ball, there's a few people now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I love I love everybody over there too. Um, you know, we go ahead up with the old linemen, so there can be a little bit of back and forth there. But at the end of the day, I love those guys more than anything in the world too. So. Just going to miss everybody. I like these political answers, and he's good with numbers. So JJ and Wigley <laughs> yeah. running for Congress he, in 2027. He's, he's, he's a he's a bunny, and he's, <laughs> he wants dreadlocks after the game. You know, it's, it's just crazy. It's just crazy. JJ, it's great to talk to you. Uh, let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma for the bowl game on Tuesday. And uh, Mele Kalikimaka. Mele Kalikimaka. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> just watch Lilo and Stitch again. You'll be good. <laughs> oh, I got you. Yeah, let's uh, go ahead and try that again. Mele Kalikimaka. Right after he said, I took four years of Hawaiian, and my teacher's going to be so mad that I mispronounced that. So that's hilarious. Speaking of, coming up, which one of us threw a spear into a coconut? And which one of us made fire using only two sticks? Kind of. Man camp at the Polynesian Cultural Center. This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, live from the Sheraton Waikiki. That is a beautiful shot of Waikiki Beach. A little bit windy today, but you know what? It's Hawaii. Ain't so no thing. Complaints an are not allowed. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review our show wherever you get your podcasts. Show's also on demand, BYU TV and BYU Radio Apps. It's free. Download it today if you haven't already. What are you waiting for? Yesterday, we immersed ourselves in a little bit of Hawaiian culture and experience at the Polynesian Cultural Center up uh, towards the North Shore shore by BYU-Hawaii in Laie. Yeah. Uh, And it included some extreme challenges that Jeremy and I took on, (laughs) as in 
We attempted to make fire twirl, fire knives. Well, sticks for us. There fire were no knives. sticks. They, we would graduate to knives had we done this. Spear throwing, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah. a few must-see other must-see moments. <laughs> this is BYU Sports Nation at the Polynesian Cultural Center. Greetings, BYU Sports Nation from beautiful Oahu and Laie, where the trade winds have come in and welcomed us to the tropical climate. The countdown to Christmas Eve and the bowl game is on, and it starts at the Polynesian Cultural Center. I've heard about this place my entire life. I've never been here. Let's go check it out. Come on. If you feel your stick is kind of smooth, what you want to do is scrape it on the ground. Hey, hey, you see that? Oh, oh. I had it going. I you saw the smoke. I, I can you smell, smell it. the smoke. You can smell it. I think you're smelling my one. Okay, whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Show off. <laughs> Come on, baby. Fine one, BYU TV this fall. Look at that. Wow, look at that. Look at that. And that's why he's employed. <laughs> so all you do is just get like your rhythm going, start slow. You gotta have the stance though, like the power yeah. stance, yeah, right? Yeah, right here. Just get like a slow rhythm going. Okay. Yeah, there you go, you got it. There you go. Okay, so you go. Wait. You wait. So okay. It's that last little part. And then you wait and put it on top. Palm face up. Palm face up. Yeah, and then, and then catch it. Yeah. Ah. Okay. Did it take you uh, half as long as this or a yeah, quarter uh, as long? Uh, I'll white practice like at least an hour a day. So an hour a day still? Yeah. Wow. It's <laughs> impressive. Now, at what point did these go on fire for us? Uh, whenever you're ready. <laughs> we can join you in the next show. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Ah! Oh my goodness. <laughs> Take a shot to the jaw yeah. One too many punches to the kisser. All right, okay, so I'm, I'm trying to get you, yeah. What you guys wanna do? You want to start out with your spear in an underhand position, with your index finger right on the back. So it should look like this. Is this yep. is this is this one going to give me a distinct advantage or disadvantage? Oh, it's going to give you it's going to give you whatever you want. It's not <laughs> about the spear. It's about the spear thrower. Okay. Oh, all right, all right. Wisdom. Ooh. Nice. Oh. Okay, my turn. Oh, oh. okay, okay, okay. And then we just collect them back up. Let's do it again. Let's do it yep. again. Collect them back up, just like Nerf. <laughs> Just like that. Exactly. Exactly. I want to get in the closest possible area here. <laughs> the closest possible. It's not the stick. It's yes. It's the it's the stick. It's not the stick thrower. Exactly right. Quincy exactly taught me right. this from exactly Tahiti. Right. That's amazing. Get it! Oh. That was a better. That was a better toss. That was a better toss. Jeremy's got to win well, a few things. That's right? it. That's how. That's how we do it. That's it. Yeah. Thank you. So Thank much. you so much. After a very challenging day full of 
extreme skills and competitions, it's nice to settle down at a traditional luau at the Polynesian Cultural Center. And you would think that being in Hawaii for the first time, you wouldn't miss out on an opportunity like this. But no, a certain person is missing. Yes, one Jerem Jordan chose to go see the new Star Wars movie over staying in Hawaii at the traditional luau at the PCC. The man left this party to go see Star Wars. Can we not go see that at any point? Am I missing something here? But hey, more drink for me. More pork, more rice, more goodness. Really, I just missed you. Yeah, you know what we're going to tonight, right? With the team? Um, Alua. Alua. <laughs> but not no, at the Polynesian You're right, you're center. right. I missed out, um, but I did see Star Wars, and it was really fun. So, yeah, did <laughs> for Ted, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Okay, our elite voice of the day answering, what is the defensive key for BYU football to stop the Hawaii offense mm -hmm. in the Hawaii Bowl? Yeah. At .carry on Instagram. This is new. I, this person on the show. Commando carry. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Keep Hawaii guessing. The defense can't rush three and drop eight all game. Pressure McDonald and force him into bad throws. And that's what goes I like that. saying. Just, just yeah. mix it up. Mix yeah. up this game. And, and BYU certainly knows when Cole McDonald uh, is given different looks, he has struggled at times. Yet he could be really good. I'm not saying he's not going to be good. In fact, I think he will be good. But can he turn it over enough to where BYU can take advantage of that and score? BYU's got to put up points. I think BYU's got to get into the middle to high 30s, by the way in this game to win. I think, to feel comfortable, I think yeah. Hawaii's going to get into the high 20s uh, at a minimum. I think BYU's got to get into the 30s. All right, today's rise and shout-outs. Jerem, you're up first. Mine, Zach Wilson. This is the one-year anniversary of the 18-for-18 18 18 performance in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. There's no infamous Idaho Potato Bowl, but there's a famous Idaho Potato Bowl. 18-for-18, 18 18, what a performance. Led to some undue off-season hype that we got going for him. Hopefully Zach Wilson have a great performance and then carry that into 2020. Here's to more off-season hype. And speaking of anniversaries. we got a lot of time to fill. Yeah, speaking of anniversaries, shout-out to the 1984 BYU Football National Championship team. Oh. 35 years ago tonight, they beat Michigan to win the Holiday Bowl and essentially clinch that title. Now, my parents most went to the game in San Diego. They did not take me as a two-one-year-and-two-month-old uh, baby. I could have gone to the national you, title game. You could game. have said forever. I, I was at said, that yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, I was I there. Was, I was at that yeah, game. How old were you? Don't worry about it. I was at that game along with My the parents... other 200,000 BOE fans that say they were exactly. at that game. Ty Detmer always pulls that one. I love that. So I could have <laughs> gone to that game and said I was crying and yeah doing my thing at home all good well hey what a what a saturday huh our thanks to today's guest eliza tuiaki jj and wigway and our many gracious hosts at the polynesian cultural center except for you dennis pitta no time for you conversation hello, 24 7 on twitter instagram and facebook hello dennis use hashtag byusm for jerem i am spencer shout out to donnie atuaya one of many Hawaiian nice. natives on that Love byu all-time roster stay tuned for byu basketball against weaver state dave mccann and blaine fowler on the call up after this Go Cougs!